we live in a world that says if the kids are invited, then their chaos is just assumed. And so if you're going to let me bring my kids, then I'm just going to sit back and let the chaos reign because that's what kids are. We don't believe that. We believe that, that kids can be trained. Uh, we believe that kids can be a vital part of the, of the community. Um, but uh, oftentimes parents are, are taught in our culture that kids and their chaos is, is inevitable and that if you don't want chaos, then you're just going to need to totally decide that there are no kids allowed. And so we're trying to live into that tension and say, no, we don't want to just ban children because there are um, parents who don't believe in training and uh, who believe that if you invite kids, then you're asking for um, an, an endless uh, sort of environment of chaos. We want to say, no, our vision is to have children who can be a part of this experience with us. And we believe that's possible. Welcome to the 1000 Houses podcast, where we encourage and equip households to make disciples in and through the home. Every episode, you'll hear interviews, teachings, and conversations around what it looks like to turn your home into a hub for mission, community, and discipleship. So today's episode was taken from one of our coaching intensives called A House for Community, where we provide households with personal coaching for how to build a community and turn your home into a hub for community relationships. So if you're interested in learning more about A Thousand Houses or checking out some of our other resources, visit 1kh.org. Let's jump into today's episode. All right, guys, we finally made it to the biggest question that we get asked when we talk about how to build a community that is based on based out of the house. And that is, what do you do about the kids? In fact, some of you guys listening to this right now probably have skipped ahead of lots of videos just to watch this one because this is your burning question. So welcome to this conversation. We want to talk to you guys all about what to do to handle the kids. This is such a big and important topic. But first, I want to tell you guys a little story about how this went really badly for me and in a community about 15 years ago. So we had started a house church that had birthed multiple different uh, smaller house churches, and we were meeting, meeting in a house. And what was unique about our group was that we had probably like five families, all of us with lots of little kids. We had five little kids at the time. And we, there was even a, uh, there was a, one single lady that was there. And I remember one night uh, while we were having a gathering, maybe we had four kids at the time. Yeah, four kids, um, but a lot. And every family there had like three or four kids. Uh, except for this one single lady. And she was just pouring her heart out. I mean, this is one of those times where it was like she really needed support. And so she just was sharing with the, with the community like things. And I remember that there were kids just running around and making so much noise. And, and one by one, every single parent started to chase their kids or, or try to find out what's going on with their kids out of the room. And so every single one had left the room. And literally, I was there all alone, one-on-one with, uh, with this single girl who was just kind of pouring out her heart but she was trying to do it to the whole community. I was the only one left because everyone else was chasing their kids. And then at the very last minute, after finally she was done and in tears, this one of the kids came in with a dirty diaper and just plopped on the ground and tore the diaper off and just this, and this stuff went everywhere. <laughs> this was like, and you guys, that was the last time that community ever met together. Um, because that week after that kind of disastrous gathering, one of the families uh, contacted us and said, hey guys, we're just going to go to a regular church. Like this is too much work. Our kids are, uh, we just need some place to, to have peace. We, you know, just it's so uh, stressful, you know, trying to corral our children and gather and it just doesn't seem to be working. And then that just started this domino effect and that whole community dissolved 
over this one issue. So, um, so I have, and we have many scars over this issue, and it's a challenging one, um, but we believe there are really thoughtful and good answers. But I wanna talk about why this is so important and why this is so challenging uh, for, for communities. And there, it's because there are basically two different values that, that we hold up that are in profound tension. Okay, so one value is that many of us want to do this kind of uh, church experience through the home because we want to involve our family. We don't want our kids to be in childcare. We want to experience this with our kids. We want, we want them to see and experience what it's like um, to, to be a community. We experience way too often places where we go where the family just ripped into its different pieces and everybody goes to their same age groups. And so this is one place where we're like, please, we're going we're gonna to fight for this. We want our family to be together and we want to experience community together with our family. So that's one value. But there's another value that's in profound tension, which is that we want to experience the presence of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes when you have children who are not disciplined and are not even believers, who are running around and they are experiencing, you know, instead of the presence of the Holy Spirit, the presence of lots of sugar, lots of hyperactivity, uh, and you want them to participate, but they're really, you know, getting frustrated, they're not, not enjoying it, maybe they're bored, whatever's going on with them, and you're like, yes, let's just like pray for a while. Let's just have a few minutes of silence. Let's, let's let, let the Holy Spirit. And of course, in those moments, like what happens to the kids? They don't understand how to control themselves. And so this becomes just a really profound tension where you feel like you almost have to pick. And I've seen a lot of house churches actually go through this experience where they're like, all right, forget it. All the kids are in childcare. We're going to experience the Holy Spirit. Or forget it. All the kids are going to be in the gathering and we're going to just let happen what happens. If the Holy Spirit, you know, if we're, we can't really have that experience, if we really don't know what's going on, if, if we just can't get through the chaos, then I guess that's the way it's going to be. So I've seen communities uh, take both of those um, values and decide which one is more important. And of course, the community suffers when we have to pick one because we really need both. Uh, okay, so what, do you, what, what can we do to, to really overcome this? And so we've thought about this so much and we have this really basic framework that we've used as a community. I want to I want to just kind of offer this to you guys to think about um, that has helped us really work through what, what to do with the kids. Um, and so what we do is that when a new family with children is coming into the community, we want to have a conversation with them about our plan or our policy regarding families and children. Uh, and that is that, that we need them to decide which of three categories each of their kids fits into. Um, and those three categories are pre-training, in-training, and trained. Pre-training, in-training, and trained. I'll talk about each one. I'm going to kind of go in reverse order so you guys can kind of understand what I'm talking about here. So what is a trained child look like? Well, in a gathering context, a, a trained child is one that can go through an entire gathering without really being a distraction or rarely being a distraction. They kind of know what's going on. They, they kind of can participate or they can keep, you know, quiet and they, they don't have a hard time like doing a little project on their own. But most importantly, um, a trained child is somebody who can actually engage in the gathering when it's appropriate. They, they, we want them to be a part of it. We want them, their spiritual gift to get stirred up. We want them to, to experience what it's like to participate in the gathering. And so that's, that's what a trained child looks like. A child that's in training is someone who we want to get to that point, we believe can get to that trained point, but they, they're not there yet. And so we tell parents that we have three basic rules if they decide that their child is in training. Um, and those three basic guidelines are, number one, keep the child right next to you. So we don't want them wandering around the room. We don't want them, you know, um, hanging out as a group of, of, of kids in the corner somewhere. We want them right next to you. Um, number two, uh, while they're right next to you, 
that your the the number one priority of that of, of that person as a parent is actually not to participate in the gathering him or herself, but to facilitate their child uh, their child's understanding and participation in the gathering. And so, that doesn't mean that they can't participate at all. Um, but if there is a tension ever between what's going on here and what's going on with their child, their child is the first priority. So you want to be talking to your child. Hey, do you understand what's going on? Or you can even interrupt this conversation going on and say, hey, I have a question. And you can point to the kids and say, hey, guys, what do you think of this or that? I love it when parents do that, when the parents bring the kids in. If we're praying for somebody, they're taking their child by the hand and say, hey, can you help us pray for this person? You know, what, what do you want to pray for this person? So we, we want to release their gifts. We want them to experience what it's like to be a part of the community. We don't want them to feel like they're an outsider. And so they'll oftentimes isolate themselves. Uh, or if they're a different kind of personality, they'll come and just disrupt. We want them to, to, to participate, to, to enter in to the, that experience as a part of the community. And so the last guideline we say to parents who have kids in training is that is that it usually only, only works if, you, if one parent um, poor one child, right? So if, the, if, the, if there's a, a family that's coming to the community that has five kids and none of them are trained, then instead of saying, okay, all five of them are in training, we say, just pick two. Like one will be with the mom, one will be with the dad. The rest are pre-training. Let's really focus on the two kids that are most likely to get trained. Make sure they get fully trained. Then they can sit wherever they want because they're just a part of the community. And then you can bring two more up. Um, but if it, So we prefer if you can do this one-on-one. -on -one. This really allows to, to sort of tamp down the chaos, but it also allows us to experience what um, it allow, allows us to to. Uh, get their kids involved in the, in the whole process of the gathering. One of the things oftentimes we'll say, you know, sometimes two parents or in the back of our heads is you can bring your kids but not your chaos. It's really, those are very different uh, things. And we, we oftentimes associate with them. We live in a world that says if the kids are invited, then their chaos is just assumed. And so if you're going to let me bring my kids, then I'm just going to sit back and let the chaos reign because that's what kids are. We don't believe that. We believe that, that kids can be trained. Uh, we believe that kids can be a vital part of the, of the community. Um, but uh, oftentimes parents are, are taught in our culture that kids and their chaos is, is inevitable and that if you don't want chaos, then you're just going to need to totally decide that there are no kids allowed. And so we're trying to live into that tension and say, no, we don't want to just ban children because there are um, parents who don't believe in training and uh, who believe that if you invite kids, then you're asking for um, an, an endless uh, sort of environment of chaos. We want to say, no, our vision is to have children who can be a part of this experience with us. And we believe that's possible. And so we really want to encourage and sort of coach parents um, to, to really build up their children in that way. The last uh, category that we talked about, or it was really the first one, we said pre-training, in-training, and trained. In the pre-training, what we're talking about there is if a parent says, look, I don't believe my child is ready for that or their temperament, I can't even imagine them sitting through the gathering, or I don't really, I don't really want to train my kids, or um, you know, they're just too young, or whatever. Whatever the reasons are, we don't usually challenge the parents if they decide that they don't want to train their child. Um, we usually say, okay, at least for now, let's just say um, we will have to have them involved in some kind of a separate childcare experience. And so that could either mean, you know, making sure that they uh, have childcare in their own home, or if there are a number of children that are pre-training and there's a good location for them on site during the, the a gathering of the body, then we want to have uh, some babysitters there to help uh, with the childcare. So, so that's how we do it. Pre-training, we'll have them in childcare. Um, number two, 
In training, we'll have them one-on-one with a parent who's really dialed into what's going on with that child and is coaching them to participate in the gathering until they are number three trained, in which case we just want them to feel like a regular part of the gathering and we want them to engage uh, like anyone else. And so that, that is kind of the way that we've thought through this. And as you think about it, um, how do you guys feel about coaching parents through that process? How do you feel, how do you feel that that would apply to each of your children? And so this is, this is a really important thing, by the way, to follow up on with parents, because if you start to let your guard down and you have parents that are really deciding to test you and challenge you know, this kind of a policy or plan and you've tried to enact this, then you will likely end up in the scenario that I described um, earlier in the video that we ended up with that completely dissolved our community. If, there, if people are not able to enter into an experience where the body's building itself up, then why are we gathering? We have to have that experience. Um, and so we need to make sure that that is being preserved. And children are not a obstacle to that, but they can be if we're not training them and we're not thinking through appropriate ways to either engage them or, or ways in which to, to manage the chaos that, that, that they can bring into, uh, into the gathering. So how, how does that uh, really resonate with you or, or what do you think about writing up a policy? We're gonna go ahead and put um, our kind of one page policy that we send to parents that are being invited into our gathering um, um, in the resources on this video. And so you guys can read that. Feel free to edit that. Feel free to write your own. That's really the homework for this week. We want you guys to take some time and think about how are you going to handle children in the community? Do you, do you want to use this uh, three-part method um, or do you have a different method? But please keep in mind, um, we have been researching this for years. We've asked this question almost everywhere we've gone for training uh, for different house church or community building. And this has worked the best of the things that we've tried. There are cultures, by the way, where children are involved in the gathering and they're trained from a very young age and this is not an issue. But in Western cultures, this is a massive issue where we don't expect children to be trained and we don't expect parents to train their children. And so we need to, we need to really bring this up and really coach parents through this process um, and, and figure out how to create uh, and really lift up both values. How, to, how, do we, how are we gonna involve our kids in that community life and how are we gonna have an experience where the gifts are released and the Holy Spirit is listened to and is the one leading our gatherings. So to have both of those at once is an incredibly powerful and beautiful experience. We want families to experience the Holy Spirit. And so we need to really think through how are we gonna facilitate that? And so we need a plan like this to put into place. So take some time, uh, outline whatever plan you're beginning to think through, how you're gonna implement that. And we'd love to talk to you guys more about this one. Friends, thanks for listening to today's episode. If this teaching stirred something in you and you and your family are sensing any kind of calling or a pool to maybe go down this path in community, we'd love to be a resource to you as you explore this. So if that's you, we want to invite you to join our coaching intensive called A House for Community, where we're going to combine online content and personal coaching for you to provide you with the teaching and the tools and definitely the encouragement that you're going to need to see your home become a house for healthy kingdom relationships. For more information and to apply for this coaching intensive, go to 1kh.org slash community coaching. We'll see you guys for the next episode.